Hi everybody, it's me Trisha. Welcome back to my podcast. If you're new here, welcome to Your Girl Thoughts. This is the podcast where we make a safe space to talk about our stories, our struggles, and everything in between. And I nailed it. And I fucking nailed it. Yay! Okay, so this is a really special podcast episode today because I am on Instagram live like the influencer queen that I am. Uh, it's my first time doing live and I already dropped my phone. So, we're off to a marvelous start, but thank you to everybody that's on live right now watching me. Thank you guys for taking time out of your lovely night to watch a wacko sit on the floor of her bed and talk to a microphone. So if you're new here, hi, welcome. We do a weekly check-in at the beginning of every single podcast episode. So here we go. My week has been the same. Like it's just been kind of the same. Uh, I'm still like making stuff on Photoshop, which by the way, if you haven't seen, you should go ahead and check it out on my Instagram. I have a Redbubble and I post stuff to like sell and I just made this really cool, it's probably like my favorite thing I've made. It's like an angel collage thing. Yeah. I don't know. Me and angels are kind of like a, in a big thing right now. Uh, I finished my website, which thank God I finished it because I've always been putting off like redoing my website. I think it's just like a lot for me to do and I've never really gotten the hang of templates uh but I use Wix and I really liked this template that I found on Wix so I decided to roll with that um I pretty much spent like the entire Saturday working on that podcast and a little bit of Sunday but it's done it's finished and I really like it so yeah that's been that's been pretty it pretty much it um I'm trying to get myself motivated to start doing work for school early. I was like really on roll. Like I got all my books already and um, yeah, I was really, really on roll and now I'm just like, I could just do this all on a weekend. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to do that. Oh my gosh. Hi, Adam. Okay, more people are joining into the Instagram live, so this is really this is really fun. Um, like I was saying in the beginning before I started recording my podcast, it's really easy for me to know that there's people watching me while I talk because and if anybody doesn't know me personally, um you would know if you know me personally, you would know that I do this at home, like on the floor of my room. Um I don't have a studio space, I don't have a desk. Uh, I will get a desk, I promise. I'm getting one soon. And I live with my parents. So there's like just a lot of like noise going around all the time. And uh, yeah, so this is like real authentic shit that you're listening to every single time I record. But so, you know, everybody's, you know, everybody, everybody needs to know that. I, uh, this is a low budget podcast. So bear with me here. Oh my goodness. Hello, Marina. Hi. Wow, this is so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true jane thank you very much for pointing that out yeah we all start somewhere and uh i'm very excited about this year uh i officially solidified the cover for my next book so that's really cool um however i'm like kind of struggling with getting the motivation slash like just interest in writing for the first book so I think I mentioned a couple of podcasts ago that I wanted my first book to be my experience as I've journeyed now into trauma therapy and like really getting into the swing of things okay wait pause hi Jai hi Jai Jai is one of my 
uh, co-workers, ex-co-workers, um, and I miss him a lot, and uh, he's far away, so, boop. But anyway, so back to my uh, next book, I wanted to do it on my adventures of, like, going through trauma therapy and really learning that. I love you too, Chai. Um, but <laughs> I haven't had a therapy session since March, March 25th, I want to say, and I was fine with like waiting for like almost a month for my next therapy appointment because I know that right now, especially during this time, everyone's appointments like really stretched and, you know, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of other people out there that need therapy and need this consistent support. Like, of course I need it, but um, I feel like I'm a little bit more like emotionally like stable and capable of going day to day. Um, with my life but I know there's other people that have a much more crippling effect especially right now however I was supposed to have therapy uh Tuesday which was yesterday um I got woken up by a phone call and there's one thing to know about me I won't answer the phone call if I don't know the number which is really really bad considering that like I'm applying to jobs and I'm trying to like you know make moves but um hello Melissa hi Yay, so many people are here. Okay, uh, but anyway, I don't answer phone calls that I, like, of unknown numbers, especially if it has, like, no caller ID. I virtually won't even answer it at all, but uh, I got a call from the doctor's office saying I had to reschedule because my therapist was out, even though she scheduled me for that day, so I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, I'll get scheduled for, like, this week or next week, and then <laughs> they told me that my therapist's appointments like her schedule was on hold and I was like uh what the fuck so I really haven't found much motivation like I wrote one poem I think what was it like last week about like moms and I thought it was pretty funny I was thinking like going back and forth whether or not I wanted to submit it somewhere um but yeah truth be told like it's kind of hard finding the motivation to start a book it's like I need kind of like a like a spark or like someone to light a fire into my ass. Um, <laughs> I just, I know it's not good to compare yourself to before, but I think before I just had so many things going on in my life that really like kind of sent me into a dark place where I healed creatively. And right now I'm going through a similar thing, a dark place, but I'm healing differently I don't know how to really translate that into uh, writing but um I'm just trying to be easier on myself because I don't want to stress myself out I start school in May so I'm kind of hoping and leaning towards that experience as a way to kind of like break me out of this funk and get me back into writing so that's pretty much been my week and um yeah that's been pretty much my week it's just been like still at home <laughs> like still at home I went outside for the first time last week it was pretty interesting to see everybody in a mask uh, I'm pretty happy that everybody is like paying attention and trying to be in a mask at least like here in LA because um, I know in other states <laughs> we're not going to talk about the other states because we don't claim them um, but yeah it, it's just getting a little bit crazy it's kind of getting also like overwhelming I don't know about you guys all like y'all on live like hearing the news every single day and it's kind of the same thing you kind of just wish that something like uh, like different would happen um <laughs> I'm trying to find solace in um 
like watching too cute on hulu does anyone know that show on animal planet um yeah it's basically like the show if you don't know the show it's on animal planet or used to be it's basically a show that like follows the lives of like baby animals so like baby dogs and baby kit like what what the fuck am i saying puppies and kittens and like other baby animals and like follows them through like them being born to like growing up and it is the most adorable thing in the entire world and that keeps me very very sane hey jessica hi hey okay (laughs) i'm like stopping i'm so sorry for everybody that's actually like listening to this on spotify and it's like why the fuck did she keep stopping but um i mean if you watched my live then you'd be here at this party and not on spotify confused so that's that's a choice but yeah, so Too Cute, recommended a lot on Hulu. Uh, also, Isn't It Romantic is on Hulu. And that movie is absolutely fucking hilarious. Um, it has Rebel Wilson. It has uh, one of the Hemsworth brothers, Liam Hemsworth. Liam Hemsworth. And uh, I cannot remember this guy's name for the life of me. He was on Workaholics. Oh my god. Anyway, oh, I can't remember his name. He was on Workaholics. But... It's a really, really funny movie. Uh, It's basically a satire on romantic comedy, and I watched it with a group of friends last year on Valentine's Day. Adam Drive. Thank you, Marina. Adam Drive. He was on Workaholics. So funny. Um, Yeah. Really, really good movie. It's on Hulu right now. Uh, HBO, I guess, like, unlocked the stuff that they offer on Hulu. So HBO Unlocked. If you have Hulu, go check it out. So... My ramble is over. Let's dive into music, music albums, just music in general. So I was thinking of things to talk about. And I think one thing that I've always wanted to really express is, is not his name. Oh, never mind. Thank you, Marina. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) so I wanted to talk about music because... I have this weird like obsession with finding new music um like all the time it it, Spotify is honestly like God sent at least in my eyes because it just makes so many good playlists for you and new music and I don't know it's kind of creepy the algorithm behind Spotify where you can create a playlist for yourself and then like actually um find music that is related or similar to your music taste and for someone like me who's like a big music nerd that's like god sent so much um and i just wanted to talk about it i wanted to i just wanted to say what's on my mind about music uh music to me is quintessential like in my whole life i don't think i grew up without music uh especially like being very like hispanic me being very hispanic and living into like the very traditional hispanic lifestyle of like your mom listening to music while she's cleaning it was definitely definitely like quintessential in my life it was like a staple waking up every single morning on saturday listening to like merengue or salsa or just like spanish ballads and you know like oh my god bitch it's cleaning day (laughs) like I feel like everyone sees those memes on Twitter and Instagram but it's true like if your mom's playing music early in the morning it's because she's cleaning and that's how your day starts 
Hi, Bianca. Wow, more people are joining. I'm actually kind of surprised people were going to join. Um, this is cool. So, yeah, my, my earliest memories of my childhood often involve music. Um, I think one of the biggest genres of music that really influenced my life, which still influences my life to this day, is Spanish music. Uh, Central American, bachata, yeah, yes. I totally forgot about bachata. Um, but, you know, just growing up with Spanish music, it was always, it kind of made you connect more, at least for me, it made me connect more to my parents. Seeing my parents really enjoy certain type of music kind of made me enjoy that music because they were enjoying it, if that makes sense. Um, kind of finding a middle ground. Because, you know, let's face it, especially children that were born here in the U.S. to immigrant parents, there's a lot of things that we can understand about society and we, you know, know, I guess, like, like very modernized social cues and we listen to very modern music and there's our parents that really value their old culture. They already have their own style, their own sense of being and to be able to kind of find a common ground with, you know, music, it's kind of cool and I think music is definitely a universal language as cheesy as that sounds and I'm pretty sure that's somewhere on a Forever 21 shirt it's a universal language and you really come together with a lot of people and so Spanish music really helped me come together with my family and especially my parents growing up my grandparents love salsa and that's something that I've grown up with a lot my parents love salsa I dance salsa I have a whole salsa playlist on Spotify it's just something that my family has always grown accustomed to listening to in Nicaragua every single time I was over there we would just dance salsa my cousins are salsa dancers like my family like plays instruments and like plays along to salsa music it's just it's a big part of our lives and I think it's really awesome um and it's like such an important music genre in my life so much that when I went to Colombia last year my grandma has a really favorite song and they actually played it live in Colombia and we were in a city Cartagena and the song takes place in Cartagena so it was kind of like this really like crazy experience to hear the song live in the city but you know that's just an example of how powerful music is so I thought hi L. Woo, my friend L joined go follow him he's a really good DJ in LA probably one of the best anyway um <laughs> and you know bidding because he's here on a podcast for music um so yeah so I kind of just wanted to take this podcast today to really like dive into something that I think everybody can relate to um when you know they think of music as something so important in their lives depending on whether it just brings really good memories really good stuff oh, hey Deshaun hi Deshaun holy shit there's like actual people on this live so this is this is great this is cool guys um but yeah I just wanted to talk about music and um really reflect on artists that have completely changed me as a person and albums that have completely changed me into what I am <laughs> well, okay go back to your zoom class L um really artists and albums that have changed me um yeah so let's get into it let's let's start let's go so one thing to know about me growing up I listened to like really modern music um I wasn't really like yeah I was listening to whatever my parents were listening to so uh Chicago was a really big thing for me when I was growing up my dad loved Chicago and my dad really liked classic rock so he was always listening to like Chicago and Fleetwood Mac and then you know he started listening to like Elton John 
and just what is it uh clear water ribbons think that's the band's name um but you know like kind of like classic rock like folk music barely 70s that's what I remember listening to like you know my dad had all the cds um and yeah you just hear him like downstairs or when I lived in my old house it was like a single floor plan so like listening to my dad at his computer with his little earbuds and just like rocking out uh that was kind of like the earliest memory that I had but then of course it's also my mom's music my mom loves there we go Creedence Clearwater Revival thank you that is another band that my dad liked but my mom was like really disco um yeah if you think of the 80s that was my mom she was like super crazy about disco my mom was also like into 90s hip-hop my mom grew up here for the majority of her life she came here when she was 16 and she went to Belmont High School so you could understand that my mom was like really into like old school hip-hop old school rap so she was always listening to that and then of course like Spanish music so I was always just listening to whatever my parents were listening to or, or whatever was on the radio um and then I think once you started learning the computer, at least I did when I started learning how to use the computer, it was whatever like YouTube video was trending. Um, and yeah, I think that's kind of how I started finding my own music style. It was really modern. So I think <laughs> one of my like favorite albums growing up, which I have no idea why I was listening to this. I don't know who let me listen to this, but uh, Fergie's album, London Bridge, why was I listening to this in the third grade? I have no idea, but that was such a big album for me. When I, um, and Akon. <laughs> My mom bought me an Akon album, which I don't think she knew what she was doing. Or maybe she did. I don't know. But I think she just really saw that I enjoyed his music. So, But yeah, I had an Akon album when I was little um, in like a Spongebob stereo. Like my parents got me a Spongebob like radio and it came with like a CD player like inside the radio does that make sense probably not so it was like a little boombox. um so yeah I would play Akon there and then my mom got me this really cool uh cd and it just had like a mix of like early 2000 music and 90s like r&b and that is when I heard for the first time Sugar Sugar by Baby Bash that was it that was it that sent me that was like my that was like my awakening to music. I had a friend, I had this childhood friend and we would play the CD all the time just for that song, just for that song. It's like probably like my fondest memories, but, um, so yeah, it was really like modern, uh, Greenlight by John Legend featuring Andre 3000 was like another staple song for me growing up. I had that as a ringtone on my little Motorola razor growing up I like I like tried to figure out a way how to get that as a ringtone without paying uh I ended up recording it as like a little voice memo just as good quality as can as I can get and then set that as a ringtone yeah I really liked it when people would call me because that song was a jam but it wasn't until middle school that I started really paying attention to other kinds of music not just what was really popular what was really in and that kind of brings me to the very first album that really changed my life so I think I talked about this in some podcasts I did not like middle school for the sole reason of I would always get picked on so that was kind of a bummer for me and I started to really become more closed off with people I really 
wasn't enjoying having friends or talking to people or socializing just for that reason alone. And around the seventh grade, I think the summer between seventh and eighth grade, my sister was in the living room and in my old house, we basically shared the living room. Everybody would share the living room together. Um, I mean, we had bedrooms, but everybody would be in the living room. And she was listening to this really weird band. And I think she unplugged her headphones from her laptop. And I heard this amazing piano and voice just out of nowhere. It was like it just punched me in the face. Um, And I was like, oh my god, what is that? It It was just so outlandish. It was so crazy. Um, and my sister was like, oh, this is Mew. And I'm like, I only know one Mew and that's the Pokemon. So like, like that. Um, and she just laughed and she's like, yeah, they're from Denmark. And I'm like, fuck is Denmark? Um, I was like, where the fuck is Denmark? Um, and yeah, I was instantaneously hooked from the beginning, yes, Jane, we stand Mew. Absolutely. Hey, Maddie. Yeah. So, yeah, it was Mew. Uh, and the first song I ever heard from them was Saliva. And it was just like this like crazy high-pitched voice. And it was like this really like just simple piano. And it picks up with like drums and guitars. Um, it was like, like an outer body experience. Yeah, it was like pretty dope. Um, and, you know, I, like, asked her to play more songs that day, and I was completely hooked. I got my little, I went on, like, YouTube, and I found, like, all of their albums. I, like, made a playlist, and I saved them, and I just started listening to Mew nonstop, and I think that's when the iPod Touch was around, and I remember I would go on YouTube MP3 and, like, type in the song from each album and then go on iTunes and then actually put them together into the album and like find the album cover. Yeah, I was not paying for anything when I was younger. I was not I was not here for it. I was not giving my money to anybody. Well, I was not working, so I wouldn't even ask my parents to pay for the album. But yeah, it was dope. I loved it so, 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 so much. And one of their albums that my sister actually had on CD was called No More Stories Told. And that album was like my security blanket beginning to end of seventh and eighth grade. I was getting picked on a lot and it got a lot worse in the eighth grade. And there was a point in my life where I just started thinking very negative things, if you catch my hint. And this album was like the perfect depiction of what I was going through. It had these really incredible dreamy songs and then it had this song called Sometimes Life Isn't Easy, which I mean, hello, that just hits you right in the heart. But the beginning of it, it's like this choir singing in the background um, and it kind of like dissolves into just like a really dreamy voice. It really sucks I can't describe it. It also really sucks that I can't play it because I would get copyrighted the fuck off of Spotify. So just I recommend it. No More Stories Told 
by Mew, that album is amazing. And that band is absolutely amazing. It's my favorite band of all time. No questions asked. You can ask anybody that knows me personally and it, they just say it's Mew. I became so obsessed with Mew. Um, I would like... <laughs> so in high school, I started to make like my binders. I would make covers for my binder and it was just like collages of my favorite bands and Mew was like all over the place and there's a little drawing of a, of a falling angel and it's called a fringer which is the name of fans like the name of Mew fans and so I would like draw it on my leg uh yeah hardcore diehard fan they were not coming to the U.S. for such a long time and my senior year of high school they announced their tour in the U.S. and L.A. was one of the places they were playing and I was like I don't fucking care if I have to miss school, I don't care what event I'm going to miss. I'm going to go see Mew and that's that. That's on that, love. Period. And I went. I went to go see Mew. I did not go to my one of my last school dances. Um, all my friends were going to go and my best friend Jane was going to go. And it was going to be a great old time. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm going to go see Mew. There's no question about it. Um, yeah, I went to go see Mew. And it was so awesome. I saw Mew last year um in downtown LA and that was a really dope dope show it was their 10th anniversary for one of their albums um I'm trying to remember no that was this year um it was no it was just like a 10 year anniversary for them for something and they played a lot of like songs that they would never play live so that was really cool and then this year was going to be their glass-handed kites 15 year anniversary tour and i bought tickets to it my boyfriend and i we bought tickets we were gonna go um coronavirus happened and they responsibly canceled their show as people should be doing so can't hold it against them that just means i have a concert to look forward to so mew then helped me go into alternative rock and like what the what we would call in our times indie music okay that was when we started listening to indie music and that was kind of like my peak for music and that is when I put my foot down I was like I'm never listening to rap ever again like never ever 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 we're just not doing that period and I was so into like Tudor Cinema Club and The Strokes and The Wombats and Vampire Weekend and Phoenix, which I still love Phoenix to this day. And I was just like, yeah, rap, hip hop, R&B. No, we don't do that. Hey, Hendel. Okay, guys, I'm just going to take a quick pause. Please go make sure you're following Hendel on Instagram and check out his podcast because it's really fucking cool. And Hendel also contributed to today's podcast. So yeah, thanks. Hi, Hendel. But um, all throughout high school, I was not listening to anything but alternative rock and indie music. And I was so stubborn. I didn't want to budge. I love the arrangement of the guitars. I love the arrangement of horns and pianos. I don't know. Something about it felt so authentic. And it felt like diary entries to me. A lot of the lyrics in different bands. So I was very much learning how to critique music for composition and not just for how it sounds and how popular it is but just how it like yeah composition wise how the lyrics are formed how well the lyrics are and 
like the message behind music. And that led me into my Tumblr days, which I think anybody, um, yeah, anybody like growing up in like 2012 to 2016 could totally relate to Tumblr days and Tumblr music and like this whole like revival of goth and like revival, like the original e-girl era was like Acacia Brindley and like, you know, penny boards and like, like ombre was starting to become a thing and like flower crowns and like tribal prints and like those really high quality beach wave pictures that you would reblog and like yeah that was quintessential for me growing up and for my fellow um class of 2016 that was tumblr was huge and I had different tumblers for like different moods if you would say um so I had a tumblr for like things I really liked aesthetic wise so like this really like newfound like really soft goth and then I had another tumblr that was more of like poetry and like really artistic and like urban pictures and you know twitter was such a big thing too and I made like little internet friends and I remember one day we were on like an Omegle, not Omegle, Uvu. We were on a Uvu group call and one of the dudes in this group was playing Yonkers by Tyler the Creator. And I was like, whoa, this is some fucking crazy shit. Like what is what are you listening to? And he told me, he's like, oh my God, go check it out. This guy is like fucking crazy. I checked out Yonkers by Tyler the Creator. Uh, the video was sick. It's fucking dope. I, and that is when I kind of went back into listening to hip hop and rap. I was definitely late to the Odd Future bandwagon to Tyler Creator, uh, to that whole entire world. I was super duper late. Um, but something about Yonkers and the unapologetic style of Tyler the Creator I just gravitated towards it instantly and I was hooked um and there I was going on YouTube going on anything that I could do to find all of his albums and download on my little iPod touch and yeah my next album that totally changed my life was Wolf which I think still to this day is his best album And you can definitely fight me on that because I know people will. But Wolf was this wonderful masterpiece of a story. And Tyler, the creator, emulating all of his different personas and giving them all a part in his album. And yeah, battling with this, what people were thinking. It was like, oh my God, he's crazy. He's like... He has like all these personalities, but battling different versions of himself, battling with how the media portrays him and battling with how authentic he can really be in real life. Um, yeah, Wolf is a really awesome album and the message behind it, but the message behind all the songs were great. I mean, 48 is a really powerful song talking about drug abuse and how uh, the hip hop world and a lot of rap artists were idolizing and glorifying drugs and how drug dealers don't understand the remorse behind selling drugs to people and it's not just the people that use drugs it's also the families and the people around them that are affected as well um you know 
Beamer and a lot of other songs talk a lot about relationships. Um, yeah, this is really, really good. Song about his dad. It was just dope. It was so, it was such a good album. And that not only did it break me away from this bubble that I made for myself of only listening to um, indie and alternative rock, it was, it kind of broke me into understanding that I could be more artistic with my own stuff. So I was writing at the time um, on a little website called Wattpad, which that was the place to write fan fiction. I did not write fan fiction. I tried it once, did not like it, but I would just write like little short stories and they were like fucking demented. They were like about dreams and like alternate realities, but it was cool, like, knowing that Tyler, the creator, made such a ginormous platform for people that were trying to break themselves out of this perceived notion in rap and hip-hop um, and just create art and do whatever. It was great. Um, Odd Future was so, like, it was just so primitive in that time. Odd Future was something that was definitely going to happen. It needed to happen. It pushed for artists now to be more expressive, to be more creative and to basically just say like fuck the media i just want to do my own kind of style um yeah odd future definitely did that so as i was going into the world of odd future and by this point in my life in high school i was strictly an odd future tumblr um yeah it was strictly odd future on tumblr i was just like finding as much as i could to post and that got me a decently big following on tumblr because of that i just made my cards right it was like a big trend so why not jump on being an odd future blog but that led me to my last album my last artist who man does this man know how to fucking hit you in the heart every single song frank ocean i listened to strawberry swings by frank ocean which was part of an unreleased album that's not on Spotify. It's, don't think it's on iTunes, um, but at the time it wasn't anywhere. It was on Tumblr. He released it and I dug a little deeper and that's when I found the unreleased miscellaneous, um, I guess you would say mixtape and that's where it was. Uh, Strawberry Swings and Love Crimes and Voodoo. Those three songs were like the beginning of all of that and yeah uh Tyler Creator released Channel Orange in 2012 and I think I listened to Channel Orange about a year a year and a half later and that is when I fell in love with Frank Ocean and I fell in love with this new wave of R&B and the new wave of hip-hop and rap um yeah, I think Thinking About You was so big at the time and Novocaine, oh man, those videos, I remember seeing them on YouTube and yeah, I, I heard Thinking About You and then I downloaded the entire album and then, you know, songs like Crack Rock and the Super Rich Kids with Earl Sweatshirt and Sweet Life were like such really good songs um i think my favorite line is from sweet life um jillian and ladera heights black beverly hills um yeah that's so dope um but yeah that's i mean that was kind of my music taste it was really 
at first like super niche and it became all over the place and it wasn't until like Tyler Crater and Frank Ocean kind of hit into my life that I really dove into what is now like this really complicated music taste that I have I feel like I can't tell people what exactly my music taste is because it's literally all over the place um I don't think that yeah I don't think I can say what my music taste really is um yeah it's just like it's really all over the place I I have a playlist for every single mood that I have and I think that's a lot of people um so I have I have a like a hardcore like set playlist and that's all the songs that I really really love so a lot of it is like Frank Ocean um some of it is Tyler Creator uh Bruno Major is someone that I really really love he's like just like very sweet songs like guitar um and I have Gold Link, I have Anderson Pack, I have Rex Orange County. There's a little bit of Brockhampton in there. Uh, there's some Janelle Monet in there. Yeah, there's just like a lot of different things. And then I dive into like my workout mix, and that is strictly rap. Like this is hardcore. Like um, you know, Tyler Creator introduced me to like ASAP Mob. So I have ASAP, ASAP Rocky, ASAP Berg. Um, I have Megan Thee Stallion, which I think is somebody who I would have included on this list, but maybe, no, I wouldn't have, I would have included, but I didn't, uh, Megan Thee Stallion, she's on my workout playlist, um, I, I dub it as my workout playlist, but that is my playlist when I just really want to get, like, ratchet and just dance around the house, um, and then I have, like, my old school playlist that I call it, so it's, like, classic rock, um, and a lot of just, like, old R&B and a lot of disco on there as well I think that's just that's the playlist that I play when I want my parents to kind of like rekindle their life here in the U.S. in like the early 80s and like get them to like dance around uh and then I have all my Spanish playlists so I have my reggaeton playlist that is it's just here ratchet in Spanish like what can I say um and then I have my salsa playlist which is what I want to play with my parents and like we can dance or play with my grandparents um and yeah my boyfriend and I recently did this really fun thing where we go on our discover weekly and then we play each song and rate them and then we made a collective playlist that we update every week so we have like 50 songs on there he's on this instagram live so he's gonna correct me um i'm pretty sure but yeah i think it's just so much fun to see other people's music taste and really be inspired by other people um and their experience they've had with their music albums uh of course tether creator and frank ocean when i was listening to those two albums I was, see, there we go, my boyfriend corrected me. It's like 45 songs on our playlist. Um, but when I was listening to Frank Ocean and Tyler Creator, it was kind of like my peak in high school where I was like developing myself and I was, you know, going to go off to college and finding myself in high school. And I think it's really important to remember those artists because it's such just an important time in your life and it brings back so many good memories. Um, my best friend Jane and I would sing Frank Ocean uh, on the school bus when we would go off to debate matches and yeah we would like sneak in our little iPods and wait uh, during you know breaks for different debate uh, competitions and I had like a whole playlist of just other creator Frank Ocean and um, like ASAP Rocky when I would walk 
from school to my bus stop to get home like there's just so many fun memories um yeah I think it's and I think that's super cool that music and different variations of music can do that for you and for people around you and how well you can connect with people just because of music like something that um my boyfriend and I are just still really like amazed is the fact how well we connect especially with music my boyfriend and I have basically the same music taste and you would think that that's really boring but it's not because we just spend every single day sending each other like random songs and being like this song is great this song banger um and I think that's so much fun to like do so if you have not done that already you should try that with your friends or with your significant other or even with your parents like the other day my mom was listening to real whoa that was weird uh thought that was an earthquake um okay all right uh back to the topic my mom was listening to lucky day the other day and she was listening to the song real games which by the way was like song of the week a couple podcasts ago if you didn't listen um and she loved it and i was so like in awe and shocked because normally my mom doesn't really like modern music um she does like frank ocean though so you know my mom is definitely a keeper she likes frank ocean she liked a little bit of tyler the creator like a couple of songs but in like newer albums like especially uh flower boy uh and she watched his grammy performance and she thought it was interesting so you know my mom has a little bit of taste she knows what's up but yeah she was like so into lucky day and i realized it was because it sounded a lot like the 80s it sounded a lot like the song she was listening to and i thought that was awesome that there's that connection of you know oh my god it reminds me of the songs i listened to when i was in high school and i asked her um you know like why do you like it she's like it just reminds me of high school it reminds me like being here going out dancing with your dad going to discos and i'm like music like that is fucking cool uh she also likes anderson pack so it's really funny since we're here at home um she'll like tell me she's like play that song that i like play my song that i like i'm like which one so yeah uh, I think it's really, really cool. Okay, so enough with me talking because I think you guys had had enough. Uh, you're going to hear from a couple of people because they were so lovely enough to send me their own. Ooh, what's going on with Instagram Live? Okay, sorry, I was paused. My phone's going to die. Um, they are, they sent me, they're so lovely enough to send me some of their albums or artists or who music that has changed their life and talk to you a little bit so uh i'm gonna let them take it away and you guys will hear from me at the end of this podcast to uh say goodbye and wrap things up and okay have fun listening to them uh for me an album that changed my life or was pivotal or life-changing uh would be malibu by anderson pack came out in 2016 i graduated high school in 2013 and uh, going into college, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. It was kind of aimless, failing classes because I didn't care. Uh, but right around 2016, I I started to take my first design classes. And that's when I first heard that album. And kind of all at the same time, one, it being great. And kind of everything that I like in music. And two, it coming right when I needed it to. I, I am very much an album person. I listen to albums straight through so that was kind of my soundtrack for a lot of that and 
it, it kind of came when I was finding myself. And while I can't really relate to most of what the album's about, um, it's just a lot of memories. And every time I listen to it, it reminds me of that. Hi guys, uh, my name's Javier. Um, and so for me, I think the album that kind of like changed my life and you know helped with a lot of like personal things and stuff would have to be um about time by sabrina claudio um it was released back in 2017 um and so kind of like short like quick little thing um essentially um the album and sabrina herself um she just has this like raw energy these emotions and just beauty that she talks about in her lyrics and it's just it's so amazing and it gives you the sense of like power and peace because her lyrics are so poetic and she's talking about like so many things about like love about you know yourself sex emotion you know um spirituality and all these other kinds of things and at the time in 2017 i was a sophomore in college and so at the time I was still dealing with a lot of like coping within you know my depression and like family issues of like divorce and like all these things and I still kind of was discovering myself as a person like emotionally and her song came one of her songs came on my discover weekly and I was just like wait a minute this is a new sound this is like a new thing I've never heard before and I was like this is amazing and I completely fell head over heels and I just was obsessed and I still am obsessed till this day she's one of my biggest like um one of my biggest artists that I'm like super super in love with like on their music and it's so interesting and I think one of the things as well is that for me what resonated was that her voice isn't just a voice it's an emotion and you can feel it and you can see like everything radiate off of her and her visuals and like all these things and seeing her live twice was really really amazing to be able to have that chance because i get i got to experience everything in person and so that for me was really really crazy and i enjoyed that and to hear one of my favorite songs by her stand still be performed live it was something that was just like wow i was like oh my god i was like this is insane i was like i feel so many emotions and i mean the song itself and the album just has so many meanings for me and i think it's it's a really really passionate and just emotional album that a lot of people should experience and i personally just was majorly affected with this because it gave me so much more confidence and poise and charisma in myself to just hold my head up high and to just give it all that I've got and anything that I put my mind to and my heart, you know, when it comes to relationships or friendships or, um, you know, my work and all these things. And I think that album for sure helped a lot in <laughs> my younger, in the beginning of my 20s. And so I, I, you know, I wouldn't change anything. And I think this album for sure is one of the biggest impactful things in my life. So yeah, thanks for having me, Trisha. Hey, Trisha, thanks so much for having me make a cameo on the It Girl Thoughts podcast. I love supporting up-and-coming independent podcasters just like you, so I'm happy to do this. An album that changed and influenced my entire life 
was the college dropout by Kanye West. It was a different type of resistance music that had never been heard before. I still remember sitting at the dinner table in 2003 and seeing Through the Wire and just being captivated by the story of a producer who survived a near-fatal car accident and was claiming success before he had even released his album. The magic of the album was that it was never supposed to work. Songs like All Falls Down, Jesus Walks, Two Words, and Last Call really showed how versatile one individual can be. As the years have gone by and I've moved through my career in activism and now as a podcast producer, it's always been in that spirit of rebelliousness. Kanye West was the voice of an entire generation of creatives and trailblazers. And since 2016, his alignment with the president turns around and hurts all of that progress. But we move forward with our own voices inspired by the college dropout. I just want to say thank you to everybody that sent me voice memos, Matt, Javier, Hendel. Thank you. You guys rock. And uh, yeah, you guys just fucking rock. Uh, quick shout out to Hendel, though. He has his own podcast, which you guys should definitely go check out. On Instagram, he is Hendel on the mic, mic spelling M-I-C. And he has this really dope podcast called immigration on mic podcast and he's just it's so good you guys should really go check it out it's super inspiring i've been listening to it non-stop for the past day so yeah go check him out he's really really great and thank you again so much for all the support and thank you to everybody that was on instagram live with me today tonight it was so dope to do this it was so awesome and you will definitely be seeing more Instagram lives very, very soon. Um, so before I go, I do want to talk about the future of this podcast. This sounds really scary, but it's not. So I'm hitting 10 episodes pretty soon, which is really big. And the other day, well, like a couple of days ago, April 15th, I hit two months being on Spotify doing this podcast. And it's crazy to me because this was just kind of like a passion project of mine. Like this wasn't something that I think that I even thought I was going to keep going with, but I really love doing this and I'm so motivated to keep doing this. And it's all thanks to you guys that watch and send me really amazing messages. So with that being said, after my 10th episode, I am going to take a mini break so that I can begin to pre-record for the next quote-unquote season um, and get a better setup and just do better like marketing wise on Instagram and like making better posts um for the time being while I will not be posting new things I will be posting like highlights and recaps of all 10 episodes on Instagram and I'll still be doing Instagram live next month so you'll still be able to see that but as of right now, I'm kind of set on that. I just want to be able to pre-record some episodes because I will be starting grad school soon and I want to not be stressed and make sure I'm keeping up with posting. And I also want to try Skyping, um, like video Skype interviews because I think it'd be really, really fun considering right now we're practicing social distancing and again, getting a setup because my setup is really janky and I want to improve. So I want to thank you guys so much for today's podcast. It was so much fun. And yeah, I'll definitely be doing live again. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at 
it girl thoughts keep up with me keep up with the next episode that will be out next wednesday i hope you guys are staying really safe really really well and hope you're practicing social distancing be kind to other people and be kind to yourself so i will talk to you guys next week and until then goodbye